And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Richard Gordon is our host for The Weird Circle from 1943. But first, Lisa Wolf Dillon is our lyricist for Learning the Lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home. That's right, Lisa? Right, Carl. We've got three songs that all begin with the letter F. F. Apparently, you can't think of any songs that begin with the letter F. No. But you will probably get 100% on this. All of them? I think so. Wow, really? Are you kidding? No. I, I think the middle song is out of the question. What? Really? Yeah, I don't think he's going to get that. What? Okay. All right. All right. So you're going to give him a three out of three? Yeah. Has that ever what? happened? Yeah, I'm I've feeling got, confident today. I've gotten wow. three out of three. All right. Well, good luck. <laughs> Let's start with that. All right. But I'm not willing to bet 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. How about a bubble bath? <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about a bottle of Mr. Bubble? Would you bet that? No, no, no use, I don't use that. I I have a custom blend. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it smells nice. <laughs> I'm sure it does. All right, here's your first song. Okay. I have someone who needs me, someone I've needed so long. Unafraid, I can go where life leads me. Somehow, I know I'll be strong. I can touch what my heart used to dream of long before I knew. Ooh, someone warm like you would make my dreams come true. Anything? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> Let's keep going. Friend. I won't let sorrow hurt me, not like it's hurt me before. Oh, yeah. I have something. It's like Tom Jones or something I know like that? won't desert me. Is this me. Tom Jones? I'm not alone anymore. From? It's not. Five. But four, you're on the right four, track. Four. Four. Is that right? Is that, is that the first word? I, I, do you want me to give you a hint or not? Well, no. Keep I going. I think so. Well, that that's pretty much it. Four, I can start over. Four something. Right? Is that I, right? I, I can't say. Give me a little more. Okay. I have someone who needs me. For once in my life. Yes. Stevie Wonder. Who needs me. Someone. So <laughs> you know every other word. Me. 
you know. Right. It's a tough one. Not bad. Yeah, good start. Okay, uh, this good one's start. a little more difficult, All right. I think. Okay, right? Yeah. Here we go. Makes a man take things over. Lets him lose. Hard to swallow. Huh? <laughs> I know it sounds weird. What? Puts you there where things are hollow. Not your brain. It's just a flame. <laughs> no way. It's 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 hard to do this. Um, that that's I'm trying to give you the the rhythm of it. Listen, makes a man take things over. Makes a man take things. Lets up. him lose. Hard to swallow. <laughs> no. <laughs> Puts you there where things are hollow. <laughs> <sighs> That's your brain. She's not giving me much here. I mean, (laughs) I'm really trying. Um, What you like is in the limo. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What you get is no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Keep going. What you need, you have to borrow. Ah, I can't. I'm like really trying to get it. It's reminding me, yeah. Something. Um, And it's mine, is just his line. Um, (sighs) Ah. It's really, that's like pretty much the mm. best I can do for you. I know it's tough because I'm missing the first word of every line because that's the title. Um, it's tough. Yeah. Okay, let's hear I don't hear know it. it. Oh, fame. Take things over. You see what I mean? I was trying to give it to you. It's not a good one to do when it's, when, it, when the word is in every line. It you is. can't get a rhythm. I gave you rhythm. Okay, it's not a good song because you didn't get it. I understand. I mean, there's no rhythm to lead up to There's a lot of rhythm in the song. It's all rhythm. The song is rhythm. But you can rationalize it any way you want to. No, it's not a good song. Bad song, song, right, Mike? (laughs) It's a bad song for the Give Me. I I don't know if it's a bad song for this. No, I don't mean it's a bad song. It's a good song for this. It's a good song, but it's not a good song. because you didn't get it. All right, okay. move on. This is Fame by David Bowie. Okay. Terrible choice. Terrible choice. That was just a bad choice. Bad I don't know choice. what I was bad, thinking. Lisa, bad. bad, 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 bad. Last week, you chastised me because the songs were too slow. No, this, this is so good. So this but, is not slow, but it's just a bad choice. I need to hear the, like, get, you know, connect the, the words. I mean, <laughs> you can't even do it with that because the fame is in every line. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Moving on. Terrible. Just terrible. You bad did. last week. Bad. bad this week. Just bad. Bad job. Bad, bad. Bad job on that one. Good I job did. on the first one. Okay. Bad job on the second one. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> okay. Here's your final. Here's your final song. Okay. Okay. I do believe in you. and I, I do believe in Yeah. Okay. And I know you believe in me. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe in you. I, I okay. I know. But the now song. we real. I know, I you know do. the song. But now we realize love's not all that it's supposed to be. Oh yeah. Oh man, I totally can hear this <laughs> song. I can hear it in knowing my head. that you would have wanted it this way. Knowing you would have wanted it this way, yeah. Okay. Um, I know we really tried together. We had a love inside. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> feeling. St- Stronger all the way, or something like feeling stronger. So close. Feeling stronger every day. Yes. All right. Chicago. Yes. Leaving you, and I know you were leaving me. Oh yeah. Good work. Oh, so yeah. this was obviously a good choice. Yes. Gotcha. Now we 
Chicago, one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Right. I got two out of three. You did. Not bad. Not bad at all. Wow. You, that's wow. great. Pretty good, right? Very Told good. you you'd do good. Yeah, Not but quite I thought you'd three, get all of them. If she wouldn't have picked a bad song for the second one. <laughs> it's my fault. Bad Lisa. I'll bad. try to do better next time, Carl. So sorry, sir. <laughs> so sorry. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Don't fire me. <laughs> uh, I'll work harder. You I promise. A, I think your contract, I can't fire you because your <laughs> contract, she has an ironclad contract. Is that right? I think so. I think everybody can be fired. So oh can you, gosh. just to clarify. Really? <laughs> Who's going to fire me? <laughs> All right, the Weird Circle, good mystery coming your way next. You won't want to miss it. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Weird Circle was a really, really cool mystery series, Lisa. And it was a recorded series. It was not live. It was recorded in the early 40s, which was very rare. To uh, I mean, most radio shows in the 40s were just broadcast live. Not so with the Weird Circle. RCA um, had a radio uh, production company, and they syndicated radio shows, and they recorded all of their radio shows. And this was one of them. 78 total episodes of the Weird Circle were recorded uh, in 1943 and 44, and it was syndicated by NBC Syndication. This is actually the second episode in the series It's called The House and the Brain, an evil spirit kept alive 400 years, haunts a house, and murders the old woman living there. (laughs) Scary stuff. Sounds scary, right? Let's go back to July 15th, 1943. That's the first syndicated broadcast of The House and the Brain on the Weird Circle. The Weird Circle. In this cave by the restless sea, we are met to call from out the past stories strange and weird. Bellkeeper, pull the bell so all may know we are gathered again in the Weird Circle.
listen closely, for you will hear the crying of lost souls. Our story discloses the horror in man's mind. This is a tale of the house and the brain. Come with me to London, through the heavy fog of the city to a large house of the suburbs. A young couple enter the portals of that house to attend an art auction. Well, hello, Jim. We've been looking all over for you. We've got quite a crowd here today. Paul Whitney, Sandra, I'm glad you've come. I thought you two were refugees from this sort of thing. Well, frankly, Jim, I've suddenly conceived a passion for good oil paintings, and I'm going to buy this fabulous painting of the ancient cutthroats. Well, to tell you the truth, Jim, she suddenly conceived a passion for cutthroats, ancient or otherwise. Oh, <laughs> my husband abuses me. I'm too nice to her, or she'd never be interested in any other man. But, darling, the man in the portrait's been dead 400 years. Dead or living, he's not beyond your charms. <laughs> but my husband loves me, Jim must be my fatal fascination. Yes. <laughs> but I didn't come here to talk with you, even if it is fun. I came here to see that oil painting. Oh, it's quite a painting. Yes, so we've heard. It's in my study. Come and take a look before the auction starts. Hmm? Now, don't fall in love with it, Sandy. No matter how you feel about 15th century reprobates, I'm not going to spend a fortune buying useless pictures. <laughs> well, there's the picture. What do you think? He has a face you'll never forget. And a reputation. Yes, sir, he lived a full life. You know, he was supposed to have been fabulously wealthy, but when he died, his fortune disappeared. Oh, my dumpling aunt. He looks like the kind of man who sticks pins in people for the devil of it. Sandra. The strangest thing about the picture is the man's eyes. You get the feeling that the eyes are alive. Yes, very definitely. Clever work. Paul. What's the matter with you, Sandra? I could have sworn I've... I've seen that man in London recently. What man? The one in the picture. What? <laughs> He's been dead 400 years. Stop snickering at me, Jim. I know what I've seen. Impossible. The only thing left of the Honorable Cutthroat Richards is the house on Orchard Street. He built it 450 years ago, and it's never been really habitable since. Why? Well, this is your chance to laugh at me. It's haunted. Haunted? Oh, not really. Really? Oh, Jim, Jim, I've never met a ghost. And you never will, Sandra. Jim, oh, Jim, please, please, oh, please, imagine a really, truly ghost. <laughs> Wonderful, Jim, take us over. Or better yet, I'll rent the place for a week. I've heard a lot about ghosts, but I've never been able to pin one down. You know, I've been a student of the occult for a long time. Jim, 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 please. Oh, Sandra, I'm serious. It's dangerous business, this ghost hunting. Uh, please, fella, anything to get Sandra's mind off buying that picture. Very well, but you'll find some very real ghosts over there. The housekeeper, Mrs. Browning, will rent you a room if you want one. But she's the only person who's ever been able to stay in the old house. <laughs> Thanks, old man. Come along, Sandra. But the picture. Hang the picture, my sweet. I've got a genuine ghost for you. open all by itself. There's no one there. Doors aren't supposed to open by themselves, Paul. Well, what do you expect? The house is haunted, isn't it? Hmm. Door slammed by itself, too. Woo, tricky place, isn't it? You frightened? Not in the least. And it isn't my knees that are shaking, pet. It's yours. Wonder where the housekeeper is. Her name's Mrs. Browning. Call her and see what happens. All right. Mrs. Browning! <gasps> Don't poke me, Paul. I didn't poke you. Well, I didn't poke myself. Oh, hey. I wonder if we're alone. 
Look behind me, Paul. If it's a ghost, I don't want to meet it quite yet. Silly, it's broad daylight. Anybody knows ghosts never appear until nightfall. Paul, Paul, look. It's the child's footprint right there in front of me, a wet footprint. Great heavens. No, another one. Just like the footprint of a child who's taken a bath. Oh, my chubby aunt. Listen. The footprints lead upstairs. Shall we follow? Well, it's the obvious thing to do. Ghastly cold in here, Sandy, isn't it? Ghostly cold at any rate. Uh-huh. You're not quite up to form, old girl. You sure you want to go through with this? No, I'm positive. Almost, anyway. Sandy, the footprints, they disappear. Oh, maybe, it's, maybe it's all done with mirrors. Good afternoon. Do come in the sitting room. Oh, you must be Mrs. Browning. I'm Sandra Whitney, and this is my husband. How do you do? How do you do? Mr. Danvers told me you were coming. Won't you be seated? Thank you, Mrs. Browning. I hope my stepdaughter didn't frighten you. Your stepdaughter? Well, I didn't see anyone. Naturally. She's dead. You mean the footprints we saw? Yes, of course. Uh, you didn't see or hear anything else? No. Expecting anyone? Yes. They're coming for me shortly. My time is up. And I must die in the way they've planned it. They? Those who live in this house, Mrs. Whitney. Oh, come, Mrs. Browning, you don't really believe ghosts actually live here. Believe it? I know it. You see, Mr. Whitney, when I was first married 40 years ago, my husband, my stepdaughter, and myself moved into this house. They were here then. Why didn't you move out? Oh, we became used to them. Then my stepdaughter died. My husband had an unfortunate accident, and I was left alone. You've lived here alone ever since? Yes. Waiting for them to take me. Mrs. Browning, how much will you charge my wife and myself for an apartment here by the week? Charge? Nothing. Nothing at all. Anybody who has the courage to stay here is most welcome. But I advise you against it. Listen. What is it? Souls crying for release. Release from him. Oh, come, Mrs. Browning. You don't believe me? <laughs> you will when you move in. When can I expect you? Tonight at eight. How about it, Paul? That sounds jolly. You'll use the east wing. I'll have a fire lit for you. But let me warn you once again. They'll be waiting for you. Day and night. Sandra, fall back. Of course, Paul. Down, Blackie. Down, I say. Oh, if you keep squirming, I'll never get you on a leash. I'd better take some pistols along with us. Well, I'm not at all sure you can shoot a ghost, Paul. I'm not at all sure it is a ghost. Something awfully phony about all that. Oh, no. My intuition says there were ghosts in that house, darling, and I've a very perceptive intuition. Sandra, you're not going to take Blackie with you. Well, of course I am. He's a watchdog, isn't he? But a uh, dog. Now, darling, remember how nicely he caught pheasant last year. But pheasant aren't the same thing as ghosts at all. Stuff and nonsense. You ready? Already. Here's your coat, dear. Oh, look out the window, Paul. So peaceful out there. You've always been partial to twilight. Oh, reminds me of the time you courted me. <laughs> it was such a nice time. Paul, that man, the one on the street. What man? The one standing right out there. Look at him. 
that's the same man whose portrait we saw at Jim Danvers' house today. Sandra, Sandra, where are you going? To talk to him, Pat, of course. <laughs> Lisa, I think you could have done a better job sound you, effects you wise. You think or you're sure? Of that dog. You think or you're sure? I mean, you've always had dogs. Yeah, no, it's not great. Not a great dog. Let me hear yours. Oh, well, what kind of dog? Um, Like that dog was like. Uh, well, I think that was a little high It was like about pitched. a 10, 10 pound dog right there. I think it's still. 10, I mean, 15 I, have, pound dog. I have a 10, 15 pound dog, but he doesn't sound like that. <laughs> he sounds much deeper. Wow, you got a deep dog voice <laughs> well that's Just what a, my dog sounds like you got a deep dog voice <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to quote you Mine's on that higher. these these poor people out there listening to this on the radio they're probably what are these two lunatics? It's just getting late. What are these two lunatics uh, doing over here? <laughs> they have a radio show and they're just barking. <laughs> but it's like I'm listening to this radio show and you think they could have found a Somebody person who can sound like a dog. Sound more like a dog. This was not a good vocal impersonation of a dog. No, I agree was, with was you. Was not. Anyway, we're listening to the house and the brain. It's like something for you. The house and two. The house with two brains. Right. That would be something. That'd be. I'll be the brain and you be the house. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be the dog. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Richard Gordon is host <laughs> of the Weird Circle. And uh, all of these radio shows, including Suspense and The Shadow and Jack Benny and Boston Blackie, The Whistler, all of these radio shows that we have are direct from the master recordings, and they're available in our Classic Radio Club. If you're not a Classic Radio Club member, you should join because you'll get the finest-sounding Classic Radio shows sent to you each and every month, either on CD or via digital download, and you can go to our website, which is ClassicRadioClub.com, or call our number and speak to a live operator, 815-900-7535. They'll answer all of your questions. They'll um, sign you up, and you'll get CDs of classic radio shows, along with a booklet. Get a booklet, a historical booklet, each month. Yeah, we love the Classic Radio Club. Hope you will, too. 815-900-7535. That's our number. Talk to a live operator. All right, we'll get back to the Weird Circle right after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on 5 CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full 5-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. 
Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Well, that's nice of Adam West to say, the best in classic radio. Right? I sure agree. That's the microphone there. You need I to talk it. into that. I'm good with it. Otherwise, they can't hear you. Really? Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. It's an electronic, um, electron, electromagnet type of sound. <laughs> it's a transducer. Transducer, as Mike said. Thank you, Mike. Um, and then, you know. <laughs> and the, then what now? The voice goes in it and <laughs> mm-hmm. turns into a- X's Amplifies. and O's. Does it c- turn into X's and O's, Mike's? Mike's? Mike's. Mike's. <laughs> Mike's. I'm a little tired. Mike, does it turn into X's and O's, or what does it do? What What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought you would maybe know. I thought I would sound smart. It it it, it um, turns into an electrical voltage. Oh, voltage. Then. Yeah. Yes. How many volts am I? Nine. And how many volts are Liz Lisa? Eighteen. <laughs> Not even close. So yeah, you need to talk into that uh, that thing right there. That whatever that is. The microphone. Okay. The thing with the cord. Okay. You know, then people can hear you. Okay. So I, I mean, I said okay. It sounds better that I way. I said okay. <laughs> We're listening to. Uh, are you getting irritated? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, okay, I don't want to irritate you. Okay. Because I have to drive home with her. <laughs> I have to drive her to her car, and that's not fun when she's like, huh. Well, it's not fun in a 72 actually, Chevy Nova. <laughs> actually, you know, I will say this. I've known you for, what, 16 plus years? Yeah. You don't get mad. You're, you're always you're always I get nice. even. You're always nice. She's always yeah. nice. She's always in a good mood. You're always smiley. I love being here, you're, and I mostly like spending time with you. <laughs> she's really, I mean, right, Mike? Have you ever seen her be a crab or anything? She comes in there. She's in a good mood. She can't wait to do the show. She's lively. Right. And that's what I was going to say earlier when I was talking to, uh, you know, I talked to our listeners and they're always like, Lisa, is she really that nice? Is she always nice? I'm like, yeah, it's really who she is. She's super nice. I mean, I'm not always nice to you. Well, I give you a little, you nah, know, you're a little always, hard time. You're always nice. <laughs> anyway. And so is Mike. Mike's always nice. Um, well, you don't know him at home. Oh, I'm sure he's nice. <laughs> he's a nice person. Now me, on the other hand. <laughs> oh, oh, I've, oh, I've seen man. your dark side. Ooh, <laughs> All right, we're listening to the Weird Circle. This is the house and the brain. Here's the conclusion. Miss <laughs> Richard, Miss Richard. Oh dear, Miss Richard. Oh my chubby aunt. It is him. Oh. Excuse me, sir. I couldn't help noticing you, and... You noticed me? You are Mr. Richards, aren't you? I've been known to many, by many names. Oh, dear, please pardon me if I'm rude, but... Well, how in the devil did you manage to stay alive for 400 years? You will notice my eyes. Look deep. Deep. Oh, let me go. Let me go. Deeply into my eyes. You've never seen me before. You don't know me. You can never remember me again.
Keep walking, Sandra. I hope you're properly ashamed of yourself, approaching strange men and asking them silly questions. Well, I'm sorry, Paul. It was stupid of me, but anybody can be wrong. Of course they can, but on the face of it, it was silly. Expecting a man who was alive 400 years ago to be roaming around loose. It wasn't a matter of looseness, Pet. It was a matter of liveness. Now, now, come on. Stop being a husband and hold my arm. I ought to tear it off and beat you over the head with it. Mm, he's so virile. But I love him. <laughs> well, come along, Sandy. There's your haunted house ahead. We don't want to keep Mrs. Browning waiting. Or the ghost. <laughs> that door again. Insidious feeling doors opening and slamming. Mrs. Browning! Mrs. Browning! I'm in the east wing, Mr. Whitney, just lighting the fire. You better go on up. This hall's drafty. Hey, Paul, it's more than cold in here. It's almost as if something or somebody is draining your body of all warmth. That's a pleasant thought, Sandy. Now that you've scared yourself stiff, move. Well, I was just getting in the mood for ghosts. Where's the east wing? This way, Mrs. Whitney. Oh, hello, Mrs. Browning. Well, this room looks cheerful. It's as gay as my mood. Nice fire, nice candles. <laughs> Quiet, quiet, Black. Don't scare somebody. <laughs> A dog scare somebody? Not tonight. They came tonight. What came tonight? You'll see. Better make yourselves at home while you can. Blackie, sit down. Over here, Blackie. Look at him, Paul. The hairs on his head are standing on end. Be quiet, Blackie. Blackie! Look! I told you they were here. A luminous mass. A blue mass. Sandy, be careful. It's materializing. Coming for me. I knew it. Coming for me. Oh, Mrs. Browning, Paul. Thank you, they're choking her. Good heavens. Mrs. Browning. Paul, Paul, stop this horrible Cutting. thing. Cutting. 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 This is horrible. It's all right, Sandra. All right, darling. Oh, it's, it's gone, hasn't it? Yes. It's gone. But Mrs. Browning, she's dead. Construct the scene of the crime. Nobody tells Detective Hodges that a flesh and blood woman gets bumped off by a ghost. Well, I saw it myself. Oh, be quiet, Blackie. If you'd only relax, Detective Hodges, and go away, we'd catch the ghost for you. Quiet! I'm only trying to help, but I... Blackie, stop! Sandra, you're only confusing the issue. Paul's right, Sandra. Sit down over here. Jim Danvers, if you side with Paul, I'll never speak to you. Now, Mr. Whitney, if you don't mind... We'll go over the details again. What happened? Well, Mrs. Whitney and I were here in this room with Mrs. Browning when a blue mass suddenly floated in the door. The lights in the fireplace dimmed, the candles were extinguished, and Mrs. Browning began to scream. Why? Because she saw a ghost. It's really all so simple. Sandra, my dear. And then what happened? The mass suddenly materialized, at least sufficiently, for us to see two hands. Two hands without a body. The hands reached out, grasped Mrs. Browning by the throat, and... That was that. Thank you, Mrs. Whitney. I suppose you expect me to believe that story? There's no reason for you to doubt Mr. Whitney's word, Detective Hodge. I'm not saying there is. But there was only three people in this room, and one of them is dead. 
Everybody's under arrest. Everybody, do you hear? Oh, Paul, it's here again. Look, Detective Hodge. Huh? Paul, Sandra. Oh, Paul, for heaven's sake. Well, what is it? An axe murderer in ectoplasm. Sandra, don't be funny. Let's get out of this house before it gets all of us. It's gone. Yes, it's gone. Now do you believe us, Detective Hodge? Yes. Yes, I, I believe you. I'll have Mrs. Browning's body removed to the morgue right away. Paul, if you insist on staying in this house overnight, I'll not be responsible for what happened. But, Jim, I'm convinced that there are no such things as ghosts. Now, now please, Jim, take Sandra back home and leave me. I'm not budging without you, Pat. Sandra, don't be foolish. Well, no matter what you two do, I'm not staying here. Oh, go, old fuzzy beard. Take thy tired body and deliver it to a safe, warm bed. Poor Jim. Scared of a little ghost. Hmm. It's 11 p.m. already. Well, good night, Paul, Sandra. Nighty-night, Jim. What was that? You mean the footfalls? Yes, what is it? The housekeeper's dead stepdaughter. You see? It's all so simple. Good grief. Good night. <laughs> oh, we've been all through the house, Paul, and I'm dead tired. Come on, let's go to bed. You go to bed. I'll sit up and read these letters we found in the attic. Here, Blackie, come here. Come here. Now lie down next to me. There, poor Blackie, poor doggie. You don't like the ghosties, do you, Pat? Poor, poor Blackie. Hey, this letter's interesting. What is it? Evidently a letter from the housekeeper to her husband. A love letter. She talks about her brother's child. It seems her brother left his money to his daughter and she handled the estate for the child. Hmm, that's jolly. Maybe that's the child she calls her stepdaughter. Hmm. Uh, let's see what it says. Listen. Since we have managed the child's end, you and I are more than lovers. We are partners in many things. Sounds as if they murdered the child. Yes, it does. Sandra, I wonder if my theory's right. If people felt strong passions, and if those passions linger in a house after the people have gone, couldn't that create a heavy psychic atmosphere? Well, those fingers that murdered Mrs. Browning were more than heavily psychic. Unhook the collar of my dress, Paul. Where will I put the letters down on the dressing table here? Just a top hook. Oh, better keep these pistols handy just in case. Something about a gun that gives me courage. Funny. Oh, it's midnight. I'm tired and nothing's funny. You know Mrs. Browning's sitting room? It seems to be an extra addition to this house. It, it juts out from the rest of the building like a sleeping porch. What's funny about that? Well, that horrible cold and the footfalls all seem to emanate from that room. Oh, you and your logical mind. Oh. What's the matter, Sandy? Oh, look. The fire's dimming. Oh. Just, oh. Just like a great black shadow standing in front of it. Give me my gun. Here, dear. Shh, Blackie, shh. Look, Sandy. A hand reaching out from the wall. The letters. It's got the letters. Great, Scott. Oh, my chubby aunt. Watch it. It's the hand of... Of the housekeeper. How do you know? It's got the same ring on she had on this afternoon. If that's not a ghost, I've never seen one. The fire's going out, Sandra. Ah! Sandra! It's all around us! Sandra! 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 You can't get 
that your will against mine, my will is greater. No. Succumb, succumb. My will is greater. No, you're a shadow. And you are a mere mortal who knows no secrets beyond the veil. I control the world of shadows. Succumb, fool, succumb. No, no, go away. You're nothing but an image. You will die by my command in this house. You will die before morning. Admit my will. No, no, I will not admit your will. Sandra, you're safe now on your own. Just lie still, darling, and drink this. Oh, Paul. I was a fool to allow you to stay in that accursed place last night. I ought to have my head examined. I came over as soon as I got your message, Paul. Oh, come on in, Jim. Sandra's recovering from a bit of a shock. Yes, I heard about it. I warned you, Paul, that house is definitely haunted. I'm going to board it up. It's completely useless. No, that's not the answer, Jim. It isn't ghosts. At least, not in the real sense of the word. Why, Paul, after what you went through, you say that? It's too malignant for a ghost. Do you believe in the power of hypnotism? Well, I've heard some amazing theories about it anyway. Well, I believe some power controls that house. Well, that's still ghosts. No, because the brain that controls the house is still alive. I'm convinced of it. Well, where do you think this man who controls the house is? He might be thousands of miles away. Remember you said that the eyes in the picture of the fabulous Richards seems alive? Oh, that's ridiculous. Not at all. In some crazy, mad manner, Richards has kept himself alive all these 400 years. In some hypnotic way, he controls that house. Well, if your theory is right, how can we break his control? Well, I'm certain that his control emanates from the little sitting room which once belonged to Mrs. Browning. Yes. Now, if you'll let me... I'd like to hire workmen and tear that room off the rest of the house. Oh, but, Paul, well, that's... The room is only an extra addition, Jim. It can't do any harm to try. Okay, pull up more of that flooring. Did you hurt yourself climbing that petition, Sandra? No. Oh, imagine a secret room down here, Paul, right beneath the sitting room. You see, Jim, Paul was right. That's like finding a box with a false bottom. That's all for now, boys. Uh, careful of your head, Sandra. This room isn't very big. But it's as cold as cold storage. Well, now you know how a hunk of beef feels in an icebox. That's gay. <laughs> a musty old room. Bed and four walls. And two drawers built into the wall over there. All modern conveniences. Uh, try to open them. They look rusty. Just pull. All right. Uh, there. The drawer's open. Oh, nothing but a lot of musty old clothes. Listen, Paul. Nothing unusual, Jim. Just the same footfalls we've been hearing all along. I'm beginning to become quite fond of them. Look, here. Why, it's a miniature painting. Yes, a painting of Mr. Richards. Look at it. The same face as that painting in my house. Look at the eyes in the miniature. Paul, they're alive. Great heavens. They're moving. You better put that portrait down, Paul. Yes, they are alive. Living matter in a painting. Oh, Paul, it's getting colder in here all the time. I feel faint. Faint and... Is it something... Unearthly's moving around. Open the next drawer, Paul. Hurry, I don't like this growing cold at all. Uh, it won't budge. Yeah, the blasted thing. Oh, there it is. Why, Paul, there's a thin china saucer full of crystal liquid with a compass floating on it. That's a strange thing. Hmm. There's an inscription written in the drawer. What's it say? As this compass moves, so my will dominates everything within these four walls. Everything dead or alive. Accursed be the house and restless the dwellers therein. What's it mean? This is the brain, Sandra. Oh. 
Richards controls this instrument through hypnotism. He can control a piece of paper or a chair or even the souls of the dead. Then this house is haunted. Yes, haunted by a malicious, malignant will. It keeps a man's spirit roving restlessly after death. Paul, Paul, look. Look in that corner. Mr. Richards, you, you are alive. Yes, alive, quite alive, because I will to live. Very clever deduction, Mr. Whitney. Deduction? Yes, I heard your keen analysis of my activities. You are a hypnotist, then. I have been powerful for 400 years. Your blind stumbling onto my secret will not stop me now. I can will anything. I will the specters of the past to re-enter this room. In heaven's name, man, stop this. Oh, that black shadow. It's here with us, closing in. Yes, closing in. All those who have died in this house are my slaves, as you will be my slaves in a very few brief seconds. You are not the brain controlling this house. You gave that power to this compass. You transferred your power to this moving needle. Am I right, Mr. Richards? Put that compass down! Oh, no, I'll destroy it, Mr. Richards! No, you're completely powerless to harm us. Watch out, Paul. This partition's gonna crumble. Paul! Sandra! Paul, it's good to be back in our own home. What happened to Mr. Richards when the petition collapsed, Jim? Well, the workmen searched the debris around the house for Mr. Richards' body, but no trace of him was found. I'm afraid that he escaped. Oh, no. You mean he's still alive and free, Jim? Yes, indeed. That's just what I mean. Well, he won't be for long, Sandra. People everywhere will be warned, and every corner of this earth will be looking for him. Even his will can't defy the world, Sandra. No one man can ever fight the world. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have recalled the house and the brain. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. It's a lot of gongs, and it's a lot of water rippling. Right mm-hmm. there, we saw that. The Weird Circle from <laughs> July 15th, 1943, The House and the Brain. What do you think of that? I think it's rainy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Richard Gordon was the host of that. I couldn't. I couldn't really pick up on any of the actors in there. I mean, like, Carl Shadow would be able to say, that was so-and-so, 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 so-and-so. But I was trying to listen to the voices. I couldn't really pick up on anybody. Although Edward Bueller Glitton <laughs> wrote it. That I know from my notes. But the, anyway, hope you enjoyed the second episode in the series of The Weird Circle All right, Lisa, time for this month in music history, right? Right. Here's our last song from the 1960s. I couldn't sleep at all last night. Can you think of what movie this was uh, featured in? 1978. Um, Animal House? Yes. 
Remember that? Yeah. Yep, that's absolutely right. This was originally recorded by Bobby Lewis, and it was uh, named the number one single on the Billboard chart in 1961. Hmm. Catchy little tune. It's a great song. Tossing and turning, turning and tossing, tossing and turning all night. All right, thanks, Lisa. More of Hollywood 360 in just a moment. Rolled up the sheet, turned off the light, I jumped back into More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. All right, that's a wrap. Join us next time for another edition of Hollywood 360 when we'll present X-1, The Shadow. Phil Harris and Alice Faye, Gunsmoke, and the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. It's going to be a great, great show. You don't want to miss all those terrific radio programs. Be sure to visit our official website at Hollywood360radio.com. Our phone number to sign up for Classic Radio Club or our podcast is 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. For my co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Costella, this is Carl Amari saying stay safe, be healthy. See you next week. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.